0: it's really important that we're fully aware that most not not some most kids shampoo conditioner body wash contains endocrine disruptors which is something that we ended our discussion with on the previous episode neurotoxins and literally known carcinogens this is the part that gets me really fired up so dramatic but it's just there's it's 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 all true true. it's so true i know
1: and that, that's the hard part for me i'm like this because most really dramatic things make me just want to go mm, okay right but no yes. this is true you're listening to rebel heart radio hosted by a nutritional therapist cassie knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist genevieve blair a lifestyle podcast about clean living making money and badass people that inspire
0: us endlessly
1: The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only, and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.
0: I'm very excited to have our discussion today about kind of part two of this whole discussion of transitioning to non-toxic products in your home and for your family. I think it's really hard when you're transitioning your products over to know where to get started and what's most important and that's really what today's episode is about and so part two before is, we get is into, just as important yes before we get into the meat of our episode today how are you doing Miss Genevieve what's going on we're heading into Christmas here in the next uh, few days five days I, I cannot I cannot I feel like Christmas I, I feel like I haven't even started like Christmas traditions yet oh my gosh it's all just passing me by this year So I
1: I feel like it also centers a little bit around the fact that my kids don't get out until tomorrow and it's the 21st tomorrow and it butts up so close to Christmas that it's like business has to go on as usual. And then boom, it's Christmas. Right. (laughs) I was like, I didn't get any transitionary period. I didn't get like, Hey, let's like get, get into a different vibe for Christmas. It's going to be, I mean, we get Saturday to kind of chill, but Skylar has to work. And then Sunday is like, Massive Christmas program that I'm in charge of, and then Christmas Eve, and then Christmas, and I'm like, "What just I'm, happened?" Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not ready. Oh I, my goodness. Well, uh, I am, but I'm not. Like, I'm just. I'm not done with Christmas shopping, and it's the twentieth, and it just gives me great anxiety. This is story of
0: my life. This is probably the only year that I'm basically done. Now, and I don't. Wow. I I know. Thank I God. don't even know what it would be like. All to be I have to say early. is thank God for online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I did some. We spent our entire afternoon on Sunday rounding up what we were getting for people and ordering it and it was like the shipping cutoff day for so many different (laughs) businesses (laughs) i was gonna say doing the tracking amazon prime everything's coming in (laughs) we're doing okay so far i think there's one thing that's like up in up in the air and it's for our son so we can fudge it if we need to because he's three and he doesn't know
1: (laughs) right he'll just be happy to get what he gets when he gets it be like yes yes i know and it's interesting being on the seller side of it um, cause I have two different products on Amazon and one of my products I'm watching is super closely because it's got a really, it's got a really nice trajectory to it. So I'm like watching it with great excitement every day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Luxley's A lot doing of people really are well. gifting it. A lot of, yeah. It's, it's a very giftable item and it's just a great time of year to like grab it. And what's exciting is, is that it's organically getting sales. We don't have any campaigns going on right now. We turned off our advertising. Like it's, and All it's just got now. this really... Yeah, it's got this really great little exponential arc, which I know will change after the holidays, but it's still really exciting. So I'm watching it really closely and being on the seller side of it. I'm watching all these people who plenty of time to use their prime, but they're still using expedited shipping. (laughs) Like so many people are expediting their shipping well before they need to totally get it. It's like a hey, I could prime this, but I'm not going to. I'm well, gonna get this like now. Also,
0: I mean, some people have Christmas get-togethers before Christmas, so they need it. Truth, and you need time to wrap, and you need. Yeah, I mean, there's there's thought that has to go into these things, people, for sure, for sure. I know.
1: So it's it's interesting being on the other side of it and watching. I'm, it's probably like eighty percent of the people are picking next day shipping. Like up, wow. like last weekend, they had more than a week until Christmas, and I. But I. But you, you're totally right. The wrapping and the planning and those. So.
0: Hmm. I think but a lot of else? people do their uh there's like a additional you can get credits or something like that for prime shipping if you yeah. like delay your shipping on previous purchases and I think some people do that. Um yeah. in anticipation for using the expedited shipping when they really want to.
1: Oh that's just smart. <laughs> uh, that's just yep. smart.
0: Saving up your points, people.
1: Yeah, man, if you know you're gonna shop on Prime. Anyways. But I think the the other thing I'm super... I'm, I'm into right now is I'm actually really into reading. <laughs> I've always been into reading or listening to Audible books, to be honest. I just... I love to learn and new things. But it has been years since I have really devoured um, books that are not like self-help and learning stuff. <laughs> like, these are truly, like, I don't need this information, but I just... I feel like it's been part of my self-care routine is to like read these books. Like, so this one book that I'm telling Cassie about um, earlier, she's like, wait, no, tell me more on the podcast. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> it's called true colors by Kristen Hannah. And it's about three sisters and um, their mother had passed away when they were young. So they were raised by their father and they live on a ton of land. And it's actually in the Pacific Northwest, kind of up like South Puget sound area. And it is just a really interesting dynamic, a whole story about about family and the, the, the different dynamics that can be there and dealing with pretty heavy tragedies. And um, it's a pretty decent sized book. Like how many pages are in here? It's like 300 and something. It's a big book. Oh, sorry. 475 pages. And I read it fast and so fast so that because I've only been really doing this where I'm trying to put my phone down at night where you know I kind of try to give myself time to like be not on the screen get into bed really let my brain turn off so um I've gone through it's been about a week and a half and I've already read two books wow so I do read really fast though I've always kind of enjoyed just plowing through plot lines really quickly um anyway, and the other one's called Mariana by Susan Susanna Kersley, and both of them held my attention and they weren't serious. They weren't they didn't make me contemplate my life's choices. They were just good stories that I got lost in and allowed me to like drift into wonderful evening sleep. Wow. <laughs> so that's what that's really what I've been into, is just I'm just gonna I'm gonna read. And I've now read the two books that have been, I've been saving forever. So now I need more. I need more books. Dang, girl.
0: I know. It's time. I need I'm more. Impressed. I really don't want to recycle content. I want to read new stuff. The funny part about this, and I'm sure I've said this before in previous personal development episodes, is that I felt so free when I realized how much I dislike reading physical books. <laughs> I a dislike. Yeah, I just Ooh, I, I love I mean, a physical book. Honestly, I mean, every once in a while, I will get a lot out of reading a physical book and I read my Bible. It's probably the only physical book that I read. but within all of all of that discussion, I just prefer audiobooks and it's like that sense of efficiency in my brain. and I know it's not always about multitasking. Like sometimes I listen to audiobooks while I'm laying on the couch. But it's just that extra layer of like added brain power that it takes to actually like thumb through and read a book. But the bigger piece of it for me is honestly clutter in space. So I don't Mm. have a lot of space for uh, books to be sitting on surfaces all over my house or a bookcase or any of that. And we actually I'm in the process of getting rid of a ton of books right now. That I've read in the past and we've just kept and I'm like, am I going to read this again? No, I'm not going to read it again. Or even if I am, I'm going to read it on audiobook. <laughs> so this right. is the, this is the discussion I have in my brain. And I'm literally like, you know what? No. So I actually I we go through periods of time where we like turn our audible membership on and off, depending on if we're using it. And if we've kind of racked up a bunch of credits. <laughs> And so I just turned it back on because I have several books that I want to read in the new year. And what I'm reading right now is actually um, James Clear's book, which I've talked about a few times on the podcast now, um, Atomic Habits. And literally the funny part about this is that I feel like I need to order the physical book because I want to highlight and mark up and write a bunch of things because <laughs> there's so much. Useful. That's what
1: Cassie knows her love for that book is real. She's actually going to get It's real cuz I'm
0: going to get the physical book <laughs> and I know like what that does to my space. So mm-hmm. I'm very very mindful of that. And so uh, when I w- when I was listening to the first couple of chapters of this book, I've had to go back and listen to sections because I want to really take it in and then figure out how I'm going to apply it. So I'm listening mm-hmm. to it actually really slowly cuz the last time we talked about this book was like 3 weeks ago. <laughs> the last time yep. we recorded. And it's something that um, I'm having to really pause and give a lot of thought to because he just talks about this concept of identity-based habits that's been absolutely fascinating and something that really deeply resonates with me. And I can see it within different periods of my life of like what kind of an identity I resonated with at that time and how Mm -hmm. that affected my habit. Formation, super Yeah, what you chose to do. Yeah, so, and if you guys haven't listened to our episode on New Year's resolutions or New Year's intentions, I really, really, really cannot recommend that enough. It's episode 31. 31. Uh, <laughs> I was like, 31. Which one is it? <laughs> 31. Recently, just a few weeks ago. Yes, so 31. And uh, essentially, I mean, within all of that, I think my jam right now is really just sitting down, we're, we're heading into the new year. We've got, you know, a couple of weeks until the new year. And I really just want to sit down and do some pretty serious goal setting and figure out where and what kind of a purpose 2019 has in store for us. And I'm someone who always likes to lay out plans and allow them to be flexible, but I, I want some sort of theme and purpose for the next year. And I think for me, honestly, so much of it is going to be systems and processes and back-end stuff that's really taken a back seat as I've grown the front end part of my business and my life so back-end systems which really involves habits so mm-hmm. this is why stuff I'm like people don't really see. Mm-hmm, I'm really digging into that that part of it I think you know and that's all gonna allow everything personal and professional to grow in a really huge way because I will have the capacity to allow it to it's almost like I put I put growth on hold because I I can't deal with it. Like I I don't have what I need to deal with it. (laughs) So part of 2019 is going to be hiring someone and uh, creating more financial systems for myself and bookkeeping and tax stuff and like the, the unfun stuff. And then the more fun systems like creating personal habits around, training and nutrition and all that kind of stuff too which I totally geek out about so it's kind of what I'm oh
1: that's so exciting I think it's important to have those moments with yourself where you're like all right what's this what's this gonna be about I still have a not I know it's I've got 10 days to figure it out but <laughs> I, I got, got 10 longer days longer than that yeah right i got longer than that but i'm i'm still thinking about my my mantra for the next year like what this year was done is better than perfect because i'm not really about one word i'm not a one word person yeah it's difficult to to be yeah no (laughs) and so (laughs) i don't think either of
0: us are one word people hence the reason (laughs) why we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> let's be real. So I, I know that that's something I really want to do is sit down and think about what I, what my intentions are for this next year. And after we did that episode, I've been thinking about it since then. And I'm still thinking, <laughs> uh, I want it to be because done is better than perfect has served me so well this year. I have accomplished so much more than I ever thought I could just by repeating done is better than perfect to myself many times and I never considered myself a perfectionist until I ran into about every wall I think I could trying to accomplish things so now I'm ready for I'm ready for what's 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 next beyond done is better than perfect so I'm still ruminating Mm. but I love I love hearing about what you're doing because we're we're not exactly in the same places in our businesses and we're we got we each have separate things going on and I love hearing about what you're doing to problem solve and
0: what yeah. you're doing next. And yep. I love it. Well, and one of the things, and I think I've talked about this on a previous episode too, but that I have coming up next week is a three day work staycation. So mm-hmm. I had planned to go out of town and then I decided to drop a pretty big chunk of, of my budget on a mastermind for next year. And so I'm very excited for that and be doing mastermind Worth uh, it. VIP immersive mastermind with Brianne from Brightly and company. She's an absolutely incredible business coach. Cannot recommend her enough. Definitely go check out her stuff. Uh, but uh, I jumped into this mastermind. And my original plan was to go away for two or three days and just be in my creative space. But basically, my, my substitute now is I'm not going to go away. I'm gonna, just going to send my family away. <laughs> They're going to go <laughs> hang out in some other location. And I'm going to stay home and really plug in and get some creative work done. And I, I found out. And I, I used to apologize for that and not really understand how much I need it, but I need a good two or three days every three months or so where no one needs anything from me, where Mm -hmm. I am, um... Like just you. It's (laughs) just me. I'm not communicating with anyone. I'm not having to tell anybody where I am or what I'm doing. I can quiet the noise and really focus in on what it is I want to accomplish in my business and in my personal life for the next few months and plan. You're inspiring me. It took me a while to advocate (sighs) for that space, but I have to hold that space. I have to for me to be able to move things forward and getting pushed into a place where I had to do that to get my website out a year ago was everything. It was everything. I literally kicked my family out of my house for three days. I I remember I did my food blogging stuff. I took food photography. I got my website up and running and really worked on it very hard to get everything good to go. And if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been able to pump out 10 recipes in three days. Like that was, that was a lot. And that wasn't, the recipe development piece wasn't something that I had on my weekly schedule moving into that. It was just something I did all of a sudden. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was a helpful creative space to hold. And it's one I didn't know I needed until I did it. And then I was like, oh, like, this is like oh. what, this is what writers do. This is what creative people do. They quiet the noise and they focus in and they have times where, you know, no one can ask them for anything. But for me, I need that to be like a couple of overnights. And not having to parent is really huge for me in that, in that combination of things. So,
1: interestingly enough, that book Mariana that I was telling you about the the main character do, does that. She does illustrations, and she bought a house in the country. That's what started it. She bought a house in the country to go away and get her work done. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, can't wait till I can afford that. <laughs> i know i'm gonna right? I want to buy a separate house just so i can get away
0: <laughs> i mean i actually i mean one of our goals is to purchase a vacation home like that's something i definitely want to do so mm-hmm.
1: that would be beautiful mm-hmm. i can't imagine being able to have that time in that space i think i'm gonna write that down goals Maybe I should baby. add that to my ruminating
0: add it to your ruminating i think i will i love it so today we are going to continue our discussion about how to switch over your family to non-toxic home products and where to get started. And the thing that I want to start with that gets me the most fired up in this discussion is kids' products. Ooh, For me, as a mom, I would do anything to make sure that my kid is safe and healthy And any time I find out about something that could be an exposure to him that's less than ideal, I'm going to consider that. At the very least, I'm going to consider that. And, you know, we think about it when it comes to food choices. We think about it when it comes to activities like TV. But do we really think about it when it comes to your diaper cream, your baby wash, your bubble bath, your, your shampoo, conditioner, detangler, toothpaste, all of those things. And so... Oh, the list goes on. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, my really deep dive into starting to talk about children's product toxicity was an experience that I had at Whole Foods. And this was about probably a year ago, February, so almost a year ago. And I had already been a part of Beauty Counter for quite a long time. I was already using non-toxic products for my family and my son and when I had a friend who normally purchases um, some beauty counter products for me for her kid but was headed out of town and was almost out and I didn't have anything on hand to to give her because uh, we were out and about in town and so I said hey let's go into Whole Foods because we were very close to a Whole Foods and let's go into Whole Foods and see what they have on the shelf and see if we can find anything. And we're just talking like a body wash slash shampoo, like one or the other. <laughs> and she it's was like just going to use a foundational button. product. You yes. Know? Yeah. Something normal. And I was helping her scout out helpful options, but I just literally flipped over every ingredient list on every product in this kid's section and just got super pissed because every single one of them had at least one harmful ingredient, if not a whole host of harmful ingredients in a health food store. That's insane. And it's That's just the hardest like, part. It's this added layer. And the same goes with quote unquote health food. You know, you should be able to walk into a health food store and buy healthy food. But just because it's at a health food store does not guarantee that it's a food that will work well for you, your body, your limitation, whatever it is. And so I think honestly, this picture is r- makes a really, really clear reflect- reflection of the lack of regulation in the personal care industry. Uh, Our children aren't even protected and even whole foods like pledges to ban a hundred ingredients. And I commend them for even taking this extra step. I think it's awesome, but it's just not enough for me. It's not enough for my family and it's not enough for you guys. Uh, And so it makes me wonder like, how did they form that hundred list? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some ingredients that should definitely be avoided on that. Um, But it's a sign that we're moving in the right direction for sure. And I don't want to discount that by any means. But it's really important that we're fully aware that most, not not some, most kids' shampoo, conditioner, body wash contains endocrine disruptors, which is something that we ended our discussion with on the previous episode related to this on episode 33, um, neurotoxins, and literally known carcinogens. This is the part that gets me
1: really fired up. It sounds up. so dramatic, but it's just, there's. it's, it's so all true. true.
0: It's so true. I know. True
1: and that's the hard part for me i'm like this because most really dramatic things make me just want to go okay right but no
0: yes this is true so if you if you have have kids if you have children in your life loved ones um please go check the safety of their products go put them in the environmental working group skin deep database either at ewg.org skin deep or you can use the healthy living app go look and see if what your kids products look like and please don't feel guilty if you check the products and you see that they contain harmful ingredients it's one thing if we're looking at our own products to and we all kind of will have that sense of guilt around it like well I was making a bad choice and I thought I was making a good choice and you get frustrated but with kids you're going to especially feel that and the truth is like this is not new this is something that's been going on for a very long time we have very little regulation nearly none in the personal care industry and even our children are affected and if anything it should get you jazzed up about sharing this information with other people that you love because everybody deserves to know this information um, but the really, really good news is that their little bodies bounce back really quickly when we swap out their products. Very much so. Very Still, there's quickly. still time. There's oh, I mean, like you can change the game in a matter of days in terms of paraben and, um, and phthalate toxicity in their system. I mean, it's absolutely incredible the the turnover rate that you can get in their cells to just to from get, abstaining. Just from abstaining, just from abstaining Mm -hmm. period, not from doing any sort of additional like support to help detoxify the body. So um, and I just want you guys to know that you're not alone. I've definitely picked up products that I thought were safe for my kid and and looked at it and, and gotten home and looked at the label. and been like, oh, my gosh, Cassie, like, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I talk about my laundry detergent that
1: I just figured out oh, has, has a toxic ingredient, yes, in we
0: will touch on that in a minute. But I want to mm. wrap up this discussion about kids' products. So, honestly, the things that you really need to look for in kids' products are things like, and they're all going to be things we discussed today, but um, SLS definitely sodium lauryl sulfate or SLES sodium lauryl sulfate. Uh, fragrance for sure, which we covered in detail in our last episode, and then PEGs. And the PEG one is one that gets me really fired up because there are like 50 different freaking ways to list PEGs on your label and all sorts of different kinds. Yeah. And PEG stands for polyethylene glycol. And there can be like cetyl peg or PPG-10 or 1-dimethicone or PEG slash PPG-18 or 18-dimethicone. Like there's a million different ways to say this. And um, some of them sound like ingredients that are fine and some of them don't. And PEG-40 is a really common one. And the issue with PEGs is not the PEGs themselves necessarily in most cases. The issue is that they always... Can carry carry contaminants um, that are and they're known carriers of these toxic byproducts. And it's one, dioxane and ethylene oxide. And both of these are known carcinogens. They're not just mm. linked to cancer; they are known carcinogens. Ethylene oxide can be found in tobacco smoke, automobile exhaust, and even in your food. It's a known mm. carcinogen. One, dioxane is a carcinogen linked to organ toxicity, but you won't find it ever in ingredient labels because it's always a byproduct.
1: Yeah, no one's purposely putting that crap in there. Right. But but it's there. It you just needs to be tested.
0: Yep. And products containing these ingredients are used by families every single day. And they're common Multiple times. They're present in really common kids brands that are quote yes. unquote natural. And I'm not gonna call it any particular brand, but boy, I'm gonna say you go go advocate like if you're gonna advocate for anybody, go advocate for your kids in this case. Um, yes. And so just a reminder to all of you, the, the words natural, botanical, plant-based, non-toxic, organic, they literally mean nothing in an industry that is seriously, woefully underregulated. And I would say read unregulated. <laughs> there hasn't been a major federal law passed governing the, the products that can go or the ingredients that can go in our personal care products since 1938. And since then, we've had about 80,000 chemicals introduced into commerce, of which less than 10 percent have been tested for safety and human health, but all of them can be used in your personal care products. And
1: most and there's being new ones brought in to common things every day because the consumers are getting smarter. Yep, they're getting to the point where they're being educated, so guess what? Companies are using things that people don't
0: recognize. which guess what? That means there's no data. Yep, that's scary. Yep. It's, it scares me all the time. (laughs) So start, start with your kids' products, start with their, their, um, bubble bath, start with their baby lotion, diaper cream, balms, anything that you're using topically on your kids and frankly, internally, um, you know, please check the safety, of those products in the environmental working group skin deep database or on the healthy living app. And if you're looking up a a specific product on the EWG and you can't find that brand name, you can look up individual ingredients and see how those individual ingredients rate. So, uh, the first thing on our list of actual specific products to swap out aside from just everything that your kids use, I'm just going to put that under one umbrella (laughs) everything that your kids <laughs> all use, the things. all the things, hand sanitizer included, by the way, we were just talking about how hand sanitizer often has fragrance in it. And so basically, uh, the first thing that I want to jump into for kids and for adults is hand soap. This is something uh, that is, it's a huge issue and you see this surprisingly like, easy,
1: <laughs> but right, very hard, <laughs>
0: right? Well, antibacterial soap is, is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just not that good for your health. It's that often contains a ton of nasty ingredients, and also it's disrupting the microbiome of your skin. And mm-hmm. it's not necessary. You just need warm water well, and good stuff. being
1: taken off the market. Kind of.
0: Kind of. <laughs> but it's
1: but it's being taken off the market. In fact that. They're not allowing it to be in certain products on the market anymore and they're still allowing it in hospitals specifically because of what it's doing to our microbiome and our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's assisting the antibiotic resistance that's happening. It's, it's it's a studied fact. I mean, I have friends in nursing school that are learning about triclosan in nursing school mm-hmm. and it makes you think. It makes you stop and think, well, what else are we not studying closely enough? If we got one ingredient out there that does that, think about the Seven seventy nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine other chemicals that need to be discussed more.
0: Yep. So within our number two here for hand soap, um, I want to make sure with each category that we're providing some resources for everybody as to yeah. what we like to use. So please share. Jen, what do you guys use in your home for hand soap? We use everyone's soap. It really is easier to find than some of
1: the other ones out there. Um, we use... We did use Dr. Bronner's for a while, but they were bar soap and my kids just made a mess, <laughs> to be honest. yep. So we moved to everyone's soap and it's fun to um, try the different smells because I know that they're they list it right on there. What it smells like and where it came from. There's no fragrance in there. It's essential oil this and essential oil that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love that they are they're they I love that all the different like certifications they have on there. You guys got to check them out yourselves because they're impressive with all the different kinds of things. That's our bubble bath. That's our hand soap. Uh, that's our body wash. Um, for my husband and I, well, we bounce between, between beauty counter and everyone. When I run out of beauty counter, that's my backup.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hand soap, every room, every room that's got a sink, it's got everyone's open it.
0: Yep. And, uh, as far as hand soap is concerned, we just use diluted Dr. Bronner's, which can be a little drying if you have it in too high of a concentration. It's a, it's a pretty, um, stripping soap. So mm-hmm. during the winter months, we like to switch to something a little bit more conditioning and I'm going to give the everyone soap a try. I know you can find it like nearly everywhere. It's definitely at Target. Is, it's have done a at, great like, job. Natural grocers and whole foods and new seasons and stuff like that. So I'm excited to to give those a try. Um, But we just do diluted Dr. Bronner's at our house. And you actually, the thing I like about Dr. Bronner's is you can put it in a foaming soap dispenser and it will foam. So, yep. and you, end I made up, a
1: charcoal hand soap
0: well, you end up <laughs> with using, Dr. Bronner's, right. You end up using less product too, when, when it foams to in order to mm-hmm. um, still get, get the job done, get the job done. So, and I didn't actually mention when we talked about kids products, cause I got real fired up, uh, and, and, uh, and into that, but you know what we use for our kids. And so I use the beauty counter baby products and I use the, um, kids body wash and shampoo little bit of conditioner every once in a while my kiddo doesn't have a ton of hair but uh we use the beauty counter products for our kids and um both of us do actually and then i also use a a lafia alifia um uh bubble bath so that's one Mm. a recent one we've added in and i was really in search of something that did the bubbles for us but didn't contain sls or sles and so, which those, is possible and doable, yeah, yeah. And then everyone obviously has some good options for, um, for bathing and and body lotion. I, I have a quite a few good friends who are in the beauty counter space who use like everyone body lotion because you can get such a big container of it for such a great price.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: uh, you can get unscented, you can get several different scented versions, but those are really good options for kiddos and, uh, the kiddo products tend to be super affordable and you can kind of really keep it simple with kids. They really only need something to like wash their body and their hair, which you could use the same thing to do both. And then they which might- is the reason why I like
1: the beauty counter <clears throat> ones because the pump makes it easy for them to do themselves.
0: Yeah. From a young age even. I think one of the things that was the most surprising to me when I started on my road of non-toxic, which was before my son was born, was diaper rash cream. Oh, There's God. so much garbage in diaper rash cream. And fragrance is one of the common ingredients in diaper rash cream. And think about it. if your kid's, If your kid has a diaper rash... Or if you're Again, trying to use compromised skin. Well, and that's a really, it's you're putting something that compromises their health on compromised skin, that's going to amplify that response and how that's being absorbed into their little bodies. So it's, it, yeah, that's one of the things that's the most frustrating for me, but for kids products, that's what we use. And we'll link all of that in the show notes for you guys. Um, and then hand soap, Dr. Bronner's and everyone's soap. And the things you want to look for in hand soap, these are going to be really, really common that you see are fragrance. Again, ugh, everything can be you hidden in everywhere. fragrance. Yep. Um, sodium lauryl sulfate. So SLS and SLES, parabens, and then triclosan. And just as Genevieve mentioned, triclosan is being banned to a certain capacity in certain products, but not in all. Uh, and they're-, they're
1: allowing it in hospitals, which is like the last place it should
0: be. Exactly. <laughs> So we'll talk more about those specific ingredients as we kind of work through this list of what to switch over. So,
1: yeah, next thing I think we should talk about is laundry. There's so much to talk about with laundry and everybody's got their own like concoction. Like I like to use this stain remover and then this brightener and then, you know, this fabric softener. And it's like it can get really overwhelming to try and, and, our, and so many of our emotions are based around smell. Oh, my goodness. I don't goodness. know about you. It was like, I was one of my favorite things. But when I Fabric was younger, softener. Yeah, like finding the fabric softener that jived with you at that moment in time. It's like, I can't. once you
0: know. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times my blankie, like my little lovey that I had as a kid, was washed in, in fabric softener and then had a dryer sheet. And then I am literally burying my face. This was my thing because I'm such a smell oriented person. I would Mm -hmm. bury my face in my blankie. And I see my son do the same thing. He has the same Mm -hmm. little like tick. Um but just thinking about everything that I was exposed to during that time. And my you know, my parents didn't know. They had no idea. Of course they wouldn't have been using that stuff if they knew. Um and it's so frustrating because in the In the laundry industry, like in the laundry category specifically, you see a lot of things that say like fresh and natural and uh, lightly scented or naturally scented, but so much language happens in the laundry aisle that is like a clear explanation of greenwashing. So, so clear. 100%. And so it's hard to know what's right for your family based on, you know, what these labels say. So... This um, is one of
1: the harder ones for me because there is so much greenwashing going on that you, you like I had to take a separate grocery trip just to stand there at the grocery aisle and like take the time to read things in the health food stores where you think you're going to have the most options. Not necessarily. You know, you go from this, this super duper clean, unscented, but yet it's got fragrance in it to the... Um, all natural but it has SLS in it to Mm -hmm. the you know it's just it's it's so confusing but so important because you think about all those toxic um, brands out there that are the typical and like I'll tell you this I live in the same home as my mom she teaches piano I can tell with my door shut upstairs which is the opposite side of the house from the piano room I can tell which piano students are here based off the smell of their clothes oh my gosh
0: I cannot handle that. I'm like, I, oh,
1: so-and-so is here.
0: <laughs> I probably could do the same thing if I was exposed to that on a regular basis. It's- and, I, and I can be in my house and know that my neighbor is
1: doing their laundry. Right. Because my house is not that, that far
0: yeah. from the one let's next to me. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, so,
1: secondhand smoke. So uh, the gen- new generation secondhand smoke is, let's well, just... Fragrance fragrance yes it's just the interesting
0: problem the interesting piece with laundry is that not only can you come into contact with toxic chemicals via your quote-unquote clean clothing but you can actually inhale them once they become airborne while you're doing your laundry and that goes for washing and drying and then also your detergent could have obviously toxic chemicals already in it that the manufacturer doesn't even have to list on the label And there's there's a really interesting study done that um, I shared recently where researchers from the University of Washington studied top selling laundry and air freshening products and found out that they emitted dozens of toxic chemicals and Uh all of them gave at least one identified as hazardous under federal law that already exists, which again, there isn't very much covered there. There's a lot that's not covered. So, um, but none of the chemicals that they found were actually listed on the label. None. None of the toxic chemicals. Awful. Um, that is and then awful. the study also found that air vented from machines using basically top selling scented liquid, liquid laundry detergent and scented dryer sheets contain hazardous chemicals, into, including two classified carcinogens. So that's my neighbor doing their laundry. Mm hmm. Oh. And. For the study, researchers ran a load of laundry once with no products and then once with a leading brand of scented laundry detergent and once with both the detergent and a a dryer sheet. So there were like three different kind of experimental Mm -hmm. paths and they captured the exhaust from the dryer vent with a canister. And the analysis of oh the air word. showed that more than 25 VOCs, including seven hazardous air pollutants and two carcinogens with which, uh, benzene and then, uh, acetaldehyde were, um, uh, came up in that, in that analysis. And both of those again are hazardous air pollutants and known carcinogens. Like that's just crazy, but that's coming from things that say natural, you know, natural scent and spring meadow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. And just so
1: we're clear of VOC. So saying showed more than 25 VOCs. VOC stands for a uh, volatile organic compound. Mm-hmm. And it, it usually is talking about, um, air quality when you're talking about vocs yes
0: absolutely you'll see really commonly referred to in like anything that involves uh, painting or project-based things in your home what the voc count is for something like that that's kind of fumes yeah yep so you know we think about we think about (laughs) when we're painting right about getting low or no voc paint and Mm -hmm. that's just one time that we're putting the paint on and then it's drying and then it's ideally stable at that point but what about, like, just drying your clothes? How often do you do your laundry or right? your kids' laundry? I don't or know about you, you. Your- like, I have a toddler, so daily. <laughs>
1: yeah, shoot, dude. Our Something. laundry is going every day in this house. We have six people living here,
0: you know? Yeah, and and some other things that to look for in, like, laundry detergent, again, is SLS and SLEs. And the reason why again. this keeps getting mentioned is this whole, uh, basically, SLS and SLEs are surfecants. So what they do is basically transfer a product from um, its original state to its end state, and also helps with the soaping agent, and so it'll like help with suds. And this is yeah, why pretty you much see anything it.
1: that's traditional that suds a ton is, I would take us, I would give it a side eye. You're gonna hear me say that a lot. <laughs> I would side you eye. Give that i be SLS like a okay. Side eye. Yeah, if something's foaming a ton, I always go wait a minute, and I want to read the ingredients.
0: Yep, and S- so SLS is and SLES are often contaminated again with 1,4-dioxane, which is a byproduct of the petrochemical process called um, ethoxylation, and it's used to process chemicals in order to make them less harsh. Like that's the that's what it's made for.
1: Another chemical process.
0: Yes, um, and then also sodium coco sulfate. So this is a really important one to look for when you're um, looking for safer alternatives. Because when that's you a see really some common one. Well, when you see something that says no SLS, like turn it over, it might say sodium coco sulfate is often touted as a safer al- safer alternative, but it can still carry the same one, four dioxane releasing chemicals because it's all about byproduct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, Quaternium, I don't know if I said that right, 15, um, is Looks another like right. <laughs> is another cleaning agent that's in common and most leading laundry detergents to help the product clean better. It's known to release formaldehyde, which is a known carcinogen. Ugh. Gosh. <laughs> and then there's, of course, other ingredients to avoid. Um, phosphates, fragrance, again, 1,4-dioxane, that sort of thing. So... And, and that's just with like detergent. <laughs> that's know, just that's, with detergent. That's just one part of the cleaning. Mm-hmm. And then process. there's like dryer sheets and fabric softener. Just and say no. <laughs> honestly, some of, just like we kind of already alluded to, some of the most harmful ingredients in dryer sheets and fabric softener are um, linked to cancer. So benzyl acetate is linked to pancreatic cancer. Benzyl alcohol is an upper respiratory tract irritant. Ethanol is linked to central nervous system disorders. Limonene is a known carcinogen. And chloroform, a neurotoxin and carcinogen, oh, is often... A, a, chloroform a is one of the most common ingredients found in um, in dryer sheets. Oh, isn't that nice? So a tos- neurotoxin. Tossio dryer sheets. So chloroform oh, is like literally on the EPA's hazardous waste list. But it can be put in your personal care products. How does that make any what? sense? Yes. Perk. Um, yes.
1: Okay. I knew I was going to be disgusted, disgusted through this whole conversation. I know.
0: (laughs) Like, oh. Um, so, and then the other one that I want to mention is limonene. And because limonene is a scent ingredient and solvent that's naturally occurring in the rind of citrus fruit. But upon storage and exposure to sunlight and air, limonene degrades to various oxidation products, which can act as skin and respiratory irritants and sensitizers. So you can even see, I know it's natural. It's natural. But so you can even see limonene. If it hasn't been um, basically harvested, transported and stored properly, then it's not going to be a good ingredient to have in a product. So but all natural, of, everything's fine. All of that to say, I think laundry is one of those things you really want to swap out right away because it's something yeah. that every single person in your home and people who you come into contact with—if you hug, like—they get exposed to that you're exposing those
1: babies you snuggle those
0: babies oh my goodness and so laundry soap laundry detergent um dryer sheets all of those um brighteners stain removers take a look at those and see what you can swap out based on how your products rate uh, and my favorite brand, and again, this is 100% not sponsored, although if you guys want to sponsor us at any time, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> 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 uh, Molly Suds is by far my favorite thing I found. Everything rates extremely well. You don't find those common um, kind of alternative products like uh, sodium cocoa sulfate in their products. They, they leave those out. They're all basically powdered products, and they have one mm-hmm. liquid product that's their all-sport laundry detergent. Um, but I use everything from them. I use their detergent. I use, their, I use wool dryer balls um, in replacement for the dryer sheets. And the cool part about the dryer balls is that they're biodegradable as well. So you're reducing your impact on the environment. By using those, um, and then uh, you can also get wool dryer balls from Norwex. So if you you have a Norwex rep that you already purchased products through, that's a great place Dude, to to find. You some... can find
1: dryer balls just about anywhere. Like Amazon's got some crazy good listings for that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just chose the Molly Suds ones because I know the wool is sourced responsibly, which is an issue. Um, 100%. and then, uh, and their products are biodegradable. So there's not any like additional things. I wouldn't just trust any old wool dryer, dryer ball because you still have to use other materials to form the dryer ball. Yeah. You never know what's, what's in it. Yeah, In addition yep. to so the do wool. Your, do your research people. Look at the ingredient <laughs> list.
1: <laughs> Advocates for Surpri- learning. Surprise, surprise.
0: And then what I like to use as a stain remover is actually the oxygen brightener from Molly's Suds for that. That's for whites. And I just make a paste out of it with um, some water and just put it on the stain and let it hang out for a little while and it comes right out. No problem.
1: I'm not even going to talk about mine because while we were making this episode, I figured out that one of them has a contaminant that comes... like One of the ingredients in the detergent I'm using has a contaminant in it that travels with it commonly. And I was so disappointed because the rest of it looks so good. And it's actually really looks... It looks similar as Molly's suds, but the one I'm using has got just one ingredient in it. That's got one four dioxane that commonly is contaminated with it. And I'm, that's a deal breaker for me. Yep. Uh, That's a deal breaker for me personally.
0: So you don't know until you know, and that just goes to show too, like this is totally not beating myself up, but I'm like, no, you can't, but this is like a journey for everybody. You can't, it's impossible to be perfect with it. You have to take the steps that work for you and your family. Um, and just, just one thing at a time. (laughs) So, um, laundry products are a really good thing to swap out first. The other thing I want to chat about is household cleaners. Cause I think this is, you know, I think one that, you know, people always talk about, oh, it's so easy to make your own household cleaner, your own toilet product or floor products or whatever. Um, but I want you guys to have some resources to point to for, um, you know, dish soap and other things that are really difficult to make on your own. Or maybe you're not interested in making your own products. Cause I'm not really that interested in it. I tell you that. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, you, you I was for a season, then you get really tired of it.
0: But one of the things I wanna know that I would love to see all y'all switch out ASAP is as your dish soap. Um, and this is because essentially I'm like you're eating you're never getting all the soap off of that dish, right? You're being exposed to this and then it's being like put in your food. <laughs> so you're you're ingesting this stuff. Your kids are ingesting this stuff. Um, but for the sake of your health, for our water quality, for the environment, it's really important to know what's going in your dishwashing liquid. And I think it may seem like relatively innocuous. You know, you like throw a little squirt of soap on your dishes, and it's like smells like no lem- big deal, fresh rain or lemon time. You rinse it off, right? Yeah, and <laughs> then and all that remains is is like the squeaky clean of the dishes. But that's not true. There's still there's still kind of this dark side to to something as simple as like freaking dish soap. that's just cleaning your dishes. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it is really harmful for the environment. And so the Environmental Working Group actually did a, um, a big old like almost a meta analysis of dishwashing detergents. And they they analyzed 377 dishwashing detergents. And of all of those listed on the Healthy Cleaning Database, ninety-six of them, one third or one fourth of them, scored an F. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, so That's I so, so I went through those products. An F with, that yeah. means
1: like toss it out.
0: Toss it you out it in your
1: house. Get, Get out of rid here. of
0: it. Um, run the other way. Uh, I went through those products with an eye toward earmarking like the most worrisome ingredients and found the following ingredients. Okay, SLS again.
1: Surprise! Surprise! Don't
0: need to repeat that whole process and why. um Triclosan, and I just kind of wanted to go into this a little bit more. So the biggest like concerns with triclosan are aquatic toxicity, um, and then general ecotoxicity, and then also developmental endocrine and reproductive issues. There's also links to cancer, immune system effects, which Genevieve alluded to when she was talking about our, our, our anti um, anti. What am I trying to say right now?
1: I don't know antibacterial antibacterial. <laughs>
0: antibacterial. Thank you. Um, like uh, our, essentially like our immunity toward, um, antibiotics and that whole process. And so I, I think honestly, as far as triclosan is concerned, like I really, would, I would kick it out. It also has nervous system effects, uh, digestive Not system, with
1: a 10 foot, 10 foot pole yeah, be d- like, digestive so. system
0: effects and it can cause damage to your vision yay so fun um you can also see ingredients that to avoid that rate an f on the ewg guide to healthy cleaning that are commonly in dish soap are cocamide dea um dmdm hydinatin, um formaldehyde sodium borate sulfuric acid um and again like all of those come with their own individual concerns uh and honestly the best swap that i've found for this is called better life they have it's called better life sulfate free dish soap they have a dishwashing detergent they don't have the really um convenient pods we were actually talking about this earlier Genevieve and i and you really need
1: pods you can buy door's broken
0: you can buy a reusable pod that will release throughout the washing process so
1: i'm excited to look into that yeah
0: i don't i maybe i'll find a link for you guys if i can find it um, but honestly, switching out some of those home cleaning products is so essential, but I would start with just soap for sure. And then um, Genevieve, I would love for you to share more about what you use for like um, windows and kind of all-purpose cleaning around your home.
1: Yeah. So for me, I was so distrustful of products that I went to things that uh, didn't have soap in it. <laughs> uh, we use Norwex gloss for everything and Truth be told, I was a little leery about the whole Norwex thing until I had to look into it. And I just decided I was just going to take the bull by the horns and understand it. And a few people that I really trust use it a lot. So um, learning a little bit more about the technology that they have inside their the fibers was really important. Um, We have a... We'll we'll link some things in the show notes if you want to learn more about Norwex. Because neither one of us are, are reps, but there are lots of reps out there to purchase from. Yes, And I... Truth be told, my kids are five and eight, and by golly, they are going to learn how to keep their environment clean, whether it kills me or not. <laughs> and I was just like, we, we implemented a system where if they wanted any technology time, they had to earn it. We've got these tongue depressors with jobs on it, and it tells them how much they'll earn for media time, and they can choose media time or money. Mm. And uh, almost every single one of those jobs either involves a vacuum cleaner, a floor swap like either mop or sweeper or something of that kind or Norwex cloths because I am not giving my kids chemicals to clean with. I just they already have delicate immune systems as it is. I'm not gonna try to balance that any more than I already am. So it's pretty wonderful. I can be like go get yourself um go get yourself a Norwex cloth. You can clean the mirror um go get the Norwex cloth you can um, sanitize the countertops There's like, there's a lot that you can do with Norwex cloths, but our flooring, we don't use any cleaner either. We actually steam our floor, Hmm. which is a little more of a labor of love because you can't just go over it quickly. The whole point is to sanitize it through heat, right? So you have to really go slowly. And, um, but man, it gets some dirt up that I did not know was there because we have tile on our first floors where so we steam like the whole first floor and um it's been an it's been an interesting process trying to but i like it also because there's no um there's no residue i don't have to worry about sticky floors i don't have to worry about my kids being exposed to chemicals it's just that was i was like if my if we can clean and truly clean like get rid of bacteria and things in our home where it's not disrupting my children's skin microbiome and it's not i don't have to worry about them inhaling anything i'm i'm all for that i am i'm in give it to me
0: Yes. so that's what we
1: do yeah that's what we do in our house
0: okay well honestly like i've been loving norwex too (laughs) um and the thing that makes norwex special is they have they use micro silver in there which is an antibacterial agent in their cloths so it does like the self-cleaning essentially it'll pick up nearly anything
1: uh between the way it's woven i looked into this they have a special way that it's woven so that way it has a superior picking up power and because it's woven with the silver in it it's actually like giving the bacteria an environment that it can't it can't live in essentially I and so it. that's why they advise you to clean and then hang it up for at least 12 hours because then it'll be deactivated and or dead
0: that's so awesome it's pretty cool science A super cool science it's super dorky <laughs> um i love their window cloth because i mm-hmm. like ammonia based window cleaners just kill me i cannot do it and obviously i wouldn't purchase any now um and i found that i can kind of use my all-purpose cleaner for windows just fine if i have something that's like stuck on there like the window above our our, our kitchen sink or something like that where we get splatter Uh, But in general, I like to use that, um, the Norwex window cloth, and it's super, super easy. Um, I actually make my own all-purpose cleaner. I'm not a DIY person when it comes to cleaning products. I don't like to add to my, my list of things to do, but making your own home cleaner is pretty darn easy. You just need a spray bottle and literally water, vinegar. I put a couple squirts of dish soap and a little bit of essential oil in there. Or mm-hmm. no, you can use no essential oil if your family has sensitivities there. But it is so freaking easy. And honestly, if I'm being totally honest with you guys, I don't even pay attention to the ratio. I literally put like, Score some, it all in. <laughs> I put like one third <laughs> vinegar, two thirds water, a few squirts of soap and a couple drops of essential oil and like turn it up and down and call it good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's fine. That sounds um, amazing. The easier, the better. Yeah.
0: And then in our toilet and our tub, you kind of need some like extra scrubbing power. And we mm-hmm. use Bon um, bonami, but Bon-Ami, bonami I don't know. It's a, it's a Bon Ami. I think it's Bon It's a, it's a mineral, it. it's a mineral based. So it's got like mm-hmm. limestone and stuff in it and you can scrub away and then rinse it I off. I used that all growing up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good to go. It's really, really cheap and really easy to find. Um, and then the other thing that I'd recommend trying out is this company called Branch Basics and you can get, uh, a full starter set where you get the one concentrate and then you can use the concentrate in different concentration levels diluted mm-hmm. with water to form different cleaning, um, uh, formulations. So there's like a oh. window cleaner, there's an all purpose cleaner, and then there's like, you can make hand soap out of it, etc. So I actually just picked up this whole starter set for my mother-in-law who definitely could use some cleaning solutions and just to simplify where like all her different cleaners are coming from. And so, um, in an effort to get her kind of on the, on the, the non-toxic bandwagon, <laughs> I gifted her a full, a full branch basics for Christmas. Uh, And then I got some concentrate and stuff for myself to try because I haven't tried that company
1: yet. I've heard wonderful things. But I've heard more when you get to try it.
0: Yeah, I'll let you know what I think of it for sure because I'm definitely down with buying something and not having to make it myself. (laughs) Although (laughs) there is an element, right? You're mixing two things anyway. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited to try it. Um, and I think, you know, more and more we're seeing some really great options as far as, you know, all-purpose cleaners and different things that we can use in our home. But you have to really have a discerning eye when you're doing that because there are a few different, like, quote-unquote, natural or, like, high-end brands uh, that you can pick up at the store that, that say they're non-toxic or that look natural. But if you flip <laughs> that over, like, it says fragrance on it. and And, you, and just use it and you will know that there's no way that that fragrance is natural like yeah
1: if it lingers it's not
0: no lingers no.
1: more than maybe a few seconds it's not
0: right so anyways that's my my little soapbox about that but we'll, we'll link to all those <laughs> down. we'll link to all those products for you guys so you can check them out um but those are kind of the ones that we like to use in our home and then the last thing i think we should talk about is kind of personal care, obviously, uh, Mm -hmm. but in the way of like kind of those essentials that we all need. And that involves like toothpaste, deodorant, and then like shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. So will you share, Jen, more about um, why body lotion is something we really need to look at?
1: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think body lotion in a lot of ways can be up there in the category of like first aid. Whenever we're dealing with, like, compromised skin. And let's face it, we use lotion when our skin is slightly compromised. When we're really dry and flaky, that is a form of compromised skin because our mm. moisture barrier is compromised. So, That's a really good uh, point. Lotion, right? Like, we are more sensitized to products, which means we're going to be more sensitized to our environment. And really, lotion is vitally important to the health of our moisture barrier when it's needed. Like, when it's dry times a year or you've got dry skin for whatever reason. So really body lotion. I I know watching my mom was diagnosed with Hashimoto's um, a little over a year and a half ago, and she's always had super dry skin, but in her like self-discovery process of how to help her body, it's just, it's at epic proportions and she goes through mm-hmm. body lotion like crazy, just trying to make sure her heels aren't cracking and that her lips aren't cracking and her elbows. And she's just got tons and tons of dry skin everywhere. And so body lotion has become more than just, I want to smell nice. It's become important. And so for people that are covering their whole bodies with lotion, whether it's just to smell nice or it's to mitigate some problems with their skin, you have to look out for some some of the toxic ingredients that you're going to typically find, like mineral oil, uh, fragrance, parabens. You've heard parabens and fragrance a ton. Um, Retinol palmitate, triethanolamine, I always have to say that one slow. <laughs> DMDM Hydantwin. Hidant, I can never say that one. And then BHA. <laughs> BHA is another one that is actually quite common. And if I can give you guys any hints when you're reading your ingredients list, start at the bottom and go backwards. You will find mm-hmm. that the most of the junk is at the bottom. And in the past, I've always been told, well, that means there's hardly any of it in the product. But sometimes it doesn't take much. Like, if we if we know, and it's been, it's been talked about, that uh, chemical sunscreen, one drop of chemical sunscreen in the size of an Olympic pool can start to kill coral, sometimes a small amount can do a lot. I mean, that's, like, a what huge that, thing that's being that studied right now. What is doing to your body? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so sometimes if you guys it doesn't learn matter more. if
0: it's at the bottom.
1: If yeah, you guys want to learn more
0: about that, you can check out our sunscreen episode. <laughs> I'll link to that. Yeah, in the for show notes real. For you. We talk about that quite a bit.
1: So, um, but um, in thinking about what that's doing for your skin, if your skin is the largest organ on your body, then you have to think about how much you're, what you're putting on your body, and lotion is a big part of that for sure.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: it's also um, i something I want to talk about a little bit is mineral oil because I didn't think as mineral oil is natural, right? Come from minerals, it comes mm-hmm. from the earth. Oh, but it's important oil. to talk about yeah right so it it's it's yes it comes from the earth but it is a byproduct of petroleum so if it's coming from petroleum and actually it's a distillation of petroleum that um to produce gasoline it's a byproduct Mm of that so Uh, to be honest i think that there's a lot of ingredients on the market that are byproducts of something else because you get to the chemical process of things and you get a byproduct and they go what do we do with it we can't just dump it. Is there a use for it? Great. Then let's, you know, without any testing or anything like that. So when you're in mineral oil, and I try to steer steer as clear as I can from petroleum products uh, because a lot of times they're used in like lip products and it actually can further dry out the skin around your lip and make you dependent on that product to have moisturized lips. So it's an addicting product to that particular part of your skin. So, mineral oil is just not i mean and it's a lot of baby products it's in a lot of lip products which you're going to be ingesting it's in a lot of first aid products so as far as like putting it mm-hmm. on the the largest organ in your body i would steer clear from mineral oil for sure
0: yep and then of course our good friend fragrance is often in body oh lotion this is what you see right i used to buy all my body lotion from there's a whole bath, store bath of it. and body works yeah Oh my gosh, so yes. much. Not, not even that long ago. I mean, probably so the year before I became an NTP. Um, I would buy like the big packs that you could get, you know, during the holidays. And the candles with the perfume and stuff from Bath and Body Works. Oh my goodness. Um, but when you see, like, <laughs> remember, when you see the word fragrance or perfume or natural fragrance on a label, literally what that needs to read for you is toxic makeup mix of chemicals. Like that that frankly like the manufacturer doesn't have to tell you about so i just get mad (laughs) put it down (laughs) Um, why you got to put that in there please yes so um always avoiding always avoiding fragrance it seems to be a common theme um and what's your favorite body lotion for non-toxic jen
1: oh beauty counter beauty counter beauty counter that was one of my (laughs) first loves which one do you like? um (sighs) Uh, truth be told, I do like them all for dis- different
0: circumstances, but the one that I sure. most love is the Countermatch Body Lotion. Yeah, it's so I want to hear so this good. from an esthetician. So tell me why you like each one and what each one could be for.
1: Okay, so the Countermatch Body Lotion is one of my favorites because of the technology behind the Countermatch technology. Really, it it when you look at the skin at a um under a microscope when it's got moisture a moisturizer on it, it's got these little beads looks like little beads of the moisturizing of that's just the moisturizing um product itself but when you're dealing with countermatch they actually formulate it to look sheath-like which mimics your skin so it's going to have better penetration that way it's going to stick around longer because it's not this shiny round orb that's just going to roll off your skin at a molecular level you know it's going to stick around a little longer but the other reason why i like that lotion is it has a little bit of salicylic acid in it when you have salicylic in small concentrations it actually is better product penetration it's there to help Mm -hmm. with better product penetration because salicylic acid is the only acid out there that can penetrate through oil it's the only one that can do that so when you see a product with salicylic acid in it, it's meant to have better product penetration. And Beauty Counter did that because there are toxic ingredients on there that are typically in lotions to help with product penetration, but they're toxic. They're not good for you. They're meant to drive products deeper into your skin. But when you can do that with salicylic acid and have a little more care around your formulation, that gets my attention. <laughs> so the Countermax right? Body Lotion is my favorite for that reason.
0: Plus, it smells amazing. It smells like almonds. Um, Love smells it smells like almond oil so good it's my favorite swap out because i used to love like the jergens cherry almond scent body lotion real similar Uh in the vat and the funny part (laughs) is i used to buy these huge bottles and they were like what five dollars or something and i was like oh gosh that's so expensive and now i drop like a (laughs) mint on body (laughs) lotion
1: which is funny because you'd go through it really quick still huh
0: oh my gosh so fast because you have to use more. Uh-huh. No, I know. I don't go through my body lotion that fast. I definitely more so during the winter. And just as a, like a, I I love the countermatch body lotion the best. And this is my first winter heading into using solely that lotion without double moisturizing my body. And last year I had to use body butter and the oil to the get, oil. yeah, mm-hmm. to get the kind of moisture I needed. And now I just use the body oil after I've taken like a bath and then, um, or shower, and then I use the counter match body lotion daily outside of showering and stuff like that. So yeah, and I
1: love the the regular body lotion because I love the citrus mimosa smell. it just has such a luxurious smell to it. Uh, I use that one. Um, it's right next to my soap containers uh, down in the kitchen because I wash my hands often to clean and make food and whatnot. And there are just times where I just need a little extra moisture, that especially this time of year. So I keep that one nearby for that. You can also the hand cream is also great, but I like to have the bigger tube nearby. And then the body butter is wonderful. Um, just post shower, like if you get the body butter on just post shower, it's it truthfully like has a more it, like my skin feels softer. Uh, right before I go to bed, that's my favorite way to go to bed. Mm. You can use a countermatch lotion, but I love the thick texture of the body butter. Um, and I know I'm getting a, like a really deep like that molecule I was talking about will have a chance to stick around longer because I'm not like shuffling around and putting clothes on and taking clothes off. I'm just getting into bed. Right.
0: Well, so in the, the body butter has shea butter, which is great, but it also has this Mongongo oil, <laughs> which sounds hilarious oil. to say, um, <laughs> but it's like super hydrating and it will penetrate like extra dermal layers. It will go deeper into the skin. Yeah. So, it's got a better molecule
1: shape for your, uh, for, your for your skin, for your
0: body. So yeah, for yes. your
1: body. So those, okay. those are my favorite body lotions. I just sure.
0: wanted to geek out with my esthetician buddy for a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I love saying something like that.
0: I know. Um, and then the last two things to chat about, um, are honestly, you know, outside of the body lotion, we can talk about shampoo. I don't want to go too deep into that because we've really hit the nail on the head with the other aspects that we want to look at, um, that, that use soaping agents. So like the baby products and, um, hand soap and the dish soap pretty much covered. Like you really want to avoid SLS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the crazy part is like, there's even some brands out there that, that are like touted as completely and totally safe in the shampoo world. You know, you can't just trust it because it says sulfate free or natural or non-toxic. So really do your digging. And I think the hardest part within the world of shampoo in the non-toxic realm is not just finding one that's non-toxic, but it's finding one that's non-toxic that actually works. And coming from someone who cares a lot about how my hair looks and that kind of dictates, you know, it really dictates a lot of your, your look for the day. And um, oh, your confidence and, one, and yep. 100% and one of the most frustrating parts with natural shampoo is that you get build up over time because you don't have the same agents that allow that to like um, you know basically be rinsed out of your hair fully based surfactants are really tough to get rid of exactly and then also, um, you don't always get like the, you know, the effect that you want as far as like root lift and things like that go. So, mm-hmm. um, it's difficult to get a great product and like the beauty counter shampoo. I like the, actually the daily shampoo a little bit better than the volume and shape. Um, but mm-hmm. I alternate those and they're great, but I still have to work in like a clarifying shampoo. And I'm mm-hmm. actually, I've recently been trying out, um, Intersense organics, and, um, mm-hmm. really it just over a short period of time, the last few weeks, been really enjoying what that's been doing for my hair. So I'll make sure to keep you guys abreast to that and, and touch base again, cause they have some other, they have a lot of styling products and they have, um, some dry shampoo and some different things that I definitely want to try and all their ingredients look really really great and they're a company that gives back so I'm excited to explore more I could get behind um, that and expand Mm -hmm. that out so maybe we'll get Genevieve on that train too and see what she thinks yeah Um, but I don't I don't want to spend too much time on like shampoo or body wash I love the body wash from beauty counter that's what I use I love it um the everyone body wash is also a really great option and very inexpensive and easy to find Um, but what I want to chat about is deodorant and freaking toothpaste. (laughs) Deodorant is something that absolutely floors me. Um, and I think honestly, we don't take a lot of consideration because for most people that I know, and especially for the athletes in my life, this is the last thing that goes in their non-toxic journey. Um, but you know, like you, you think it's not going to be that big of a deal. You put it on once a day, maybe, um, or you put it on before you work out or whatever. Uh, but there's a lot of garbage in deodorant and the biggest one to mention is aluminum. And I know, you know, most of us think that this is like, you know, we, we know about this. It's pretty common. Um, but you might not know it's in your quote unquote natural deodorant. Like you need to dig deeper. Um, but it's the most active ingredient and most common ingredient in antiperspirants. Um, and it's a serious health risk and you're putting it literally in such a delicate area of your body that can absorb those toxins into your central nervous system incredibly quickly can we talk
1: about why for a second because i think this is important to talk about absolutely when you've got the pores that you have in your so i've spent a lot of time in armpits guys i used to do (laughs) laser removal i that's why i was like we need to talk about this so when you have that many pores that have um, hair in it that's dense like our hair that grows in our armpits those pores that hold that hold that hair they can expand quite large and mm-hmm. you get and literally the bottom of your pore is blood vessels that feed that hair and when and because we got different hair stages right you've got hair that's growing and falling out and we've got um follicles that are not a pore but a follicle that is sitting ready to start a new hair, you still have that blood vessel at the bottom of that pore. And every time you sweat, every time you get hot, that pore expands and is ready to absorb whatever is put on it. Mm. The oil that's coming from your sweat is helpful. It's a little bit of a barrier, but it's not going to stop aluminum. It's not that. I mean, the fact that it can go straight into your bloodstream through that follicle, it's it's really scary. There's a lot of things that can be absorbed more readily. There's a reason why the hair on your arm is not as dense as the hair that's um, trying to cover that really sensitive skin. Mm. That's just like with our pubic hair. There's a reason why it's so dense. The hair itself
0: is it's protecting. Yeah. Yes. Well, in aluminum, especially as far as health effects goes, like it it gets carried into the bloodstream. It absolutely targets the central nervous system and it can settle into fatty tissue and breast tissue. Um, and like aluminum is one of those things where when you have continued exposure, uh, it has potential to cross the blood brain barrier and accumulate in the brain. And there was a really interesting study in, uh, frontiers in neurology where an individual exposure to aluminum showed that it can impact their health. Um, and is already contributing to, if not causing, chronic diseases like Alzheimer's disease. So, this is like get the aluminum out of your deodorant. And again, this is another one of those things that's really hard to find a natural alternative that works for you because deodorant is such a bio-individual thing. And I think this Mm -hmm. is why, like when you walk down the deodorant aisle, even in the toxic stuff, like there's 8 million options and everybody has their deodorant that they swear by that doesn't work very well for the next person. Everybody's pH, everybody's body is different um, in how we sweat and you know, all of that. So My best advice is just to like try a bunch and see what you like. Um, The thing I found that works for me and and what I found when I switched to natural deodorant was that I'm very sensitive to baking soda. High, high Mm -hmm. levels of baking soda. Under my arm I get all the Red bumps I get even like little white Pustules like it's a like a Mm. blemish Um Mm -hmm. and it's It's irritating it hurts It's painful it's frustrating And then I don't then I don't want to wear A tank top because I'm like check me Mm -hmm. out I've got breakouts under my arms Well that sounds so uncomfortable yeah so for a really Long time I just opted for None and I tried everything That didn't contain baking soda like I tried the crystal deodorants and I tried I mean literally making my own using arrowroot like i tried everything and uh i landed on primally pure and it's the only formulation that i found that works really well for sensitive skin it still has baking soda but it's a lower concentration and um but what it does use is zinc so zinc that's fascinating yeah because you know zinc's drying it is I mean that's just smart man Yep, It works really well And I honestly I love all their options They have like a blue tansy They have a um, charcoal They have all sorts of different scents um, All using natural ingredients And then of course they have unscented um, but I've lit, I literally went through 30 plus natural deodorants before I landed on Primally Pure. And when I found it, I was like, Oh my God, like I nearly started crying. Cause I was like, okay, finally admitted to yourself that you me. missed deodorant. This is going to save me. <laughs> and then I love, I love their, um, dry shampoo just to mention that really quick too, their dry shampoo has been really great for me because they have an option for dark locks. So they put cocoa in their, their option of dry shampoo that's for darker, darker hair. And I use that. And the thing that helps me a ton in that formulation is I'm actually really sensitive to cornstarch on the skin. And so I can't do a lot of products that have corn in them, which turns out to be a lot of alternative products, right? Because it's gluten-free and so um most they're dry. also trying to
1: mitigate talc and adding cornstarch and arrowroot to yes mitigate. yeah and i
0: can do arrowroot but i'm I'm sensitive to corn and so a lot of the dry shampoos i had tried before made my scalp super itchy and hot um and and this this one doesn't so i'm really really grateful to That's have amazing. found that i use yeah. I use Schmidt's yeah. um, natural deodorant. Well, And, and they're a I, really cool... Co- they're a local company to Portland and yes. a great company to support, I've too. met the
1: owner. She's amazing. Aww. I really like her as a human being. I love she's that. She's really kind and very, very generous with her time and her knowledge as yes. a business owner because she's built it from the ground up. Yes. So I, I use Schmidt's and I use their, um, their charcoal, magnesium one, oh. and I love it. Um, but I'll admit, I only wear it when I need it because I've never really been that much of a sweaty person and actually realize that that's not a great thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) your body y'all need to sweat (laughs) your body's not letting go of those toxins right right so uh, the more i sweat the more i'm like yes (laughs) i'm sweating (laughs) but i don't
1: i don't seem to have a sensitivity to baking soda but my husband does and we, we've tried everything except for Primarily Pure. And he seems to have landed on the Burt's Bees one that's worked well for him, the Burt's Bees men's line. Mm, um, mm-hmm. He's he's interested in trying Primarily Pure because he doesn't like the smell particularly of this one. So I'm curious to get him on the Primarily Pure one. But those ones seem to
0: work well for us. Well, you have to report back and let us know what he thinks. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's wrap it up with toothpaste. And I think this is a great thing to wrap up with. I think... Again, this is something we think about like, oh, we're just brushing our teeth and then we're spitting it out and we're rinsing our mouth and it's fine. You're absolutely ingesting it. (laughs) Um, Uh, And there are mm -hmm. tons of natural brands that use, um, you know, some of these like synthetic preservatives that you want to avoid, like sodium benzoate. There's SLS and all the like. And tons of natural Yeah, toothpaste. or even, right, the sodium, cocoa, sulfate, all oh, of those different gosh. kinds of surficants. There's also a lot of artificial flavors and colors in toothpaste mm-hmm. um, that have been linked to behavioral issues in children. Um, but, the, you know, the two things that you definitely want to ev- avoid in toothpaste is triclosan, which we haven't really gone into this, but triclosan's main function is to kill bacteria. Um, but its main side effect is hormone disruption, And the FDA recently banned it from use in soaps, just like we were talking about earlier, but it's still allowed in toothpaste. Whereas like soap, like you're not ingesting that, but toothpaste you are. How does that make (laughs) any sense? Um, And then other studies have linked long-term exposure of triclosan to skin cancer. And then the last thing I want to mention is triclosan actually and SLS actually damage your mouth by stripping your skin of protective oils and moisture which actually cause gum degradation so you're using a product that's supposed to help clean your mouth and it's causing tissue degradation in your in your mouth and And it can
1: struggles big time with sores in his mouth and Mm. the first thing when i read that because this was one of the first things we did I looked at him and I was like, we're piecing out with your toothpaste, man. Like, you cannot keep using this toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't completely 100% clear out, it's going to help. Because they would stick around, they'd get to the size of a quarter inside his mouth yeah so much out like it, when I and I, I just said I mean he'd been dealing with it his whole life mm-hmm. and he tried everything he tried the food elimination and everything and I, I'm happy to say he only has those issues when he's having um, when he's sick when he's got like a virus now mm, okay. which is much different than it would just randomly appear stick around for two weeks before right. <laughs> it just it didn't make sense to have tissue degradation going on inside your mouth with tissue that is soft tissue i mean yeah
0: yep it doesn't, it doesn't and, make any sense um sls can like cause a peeling of the mucous membrane inside your mouth too so you're taking down your mouth's defenses um that help it fight bacteria and keep cavities at bay and infection and all sorts of things. breath yes so all things you're trying to avoid we gotta get rid of that sls so unfortunately I'm- it's still allowed in toothpaste and in hospitals and hand soap which again And
1: to be honest, like this was the biggest reason why I started sparkle beauty. It was, um, through conversation with other people of, of, "Hey, Hey, have you considered switching out your toothpaste? And fortunately it was, I had a really good conversation with several people over it and, Every time you go to a grocery store, even health food stores, you have to stand there and read every single ingredient on the list. Mm-hmm. And it de- depending on your standpoint and what you feel about fluoride, I'm not a fan of fluoride. It is very difficult to find a toothpaste that has no fluoride, no SLS, and no artificial flavoring in it for children. Yes. And that's just not okay with that. I mean, forget about trying to have whiter teeth, you know, <laughs> like forget about trying to deal with your child who was very particular about the flavor that goes in their mouth <laughs> you know? it's just and so for for me that that's what sparkle beauty was all about that's why I co-founded sparkle beauty was I needed to find something that was gonna help keep my teeth white because that is a set there's a health marker for me like when your teeth are all yellow you start to kind of go oh okay <laughs> yep. it's it's I like to have whiter teeth and the charcoal factor all? in it yeah i mean i mean i have a couple friends that are dentists and i vetted it on them i'm like what are your thoughts on charcoal one of them was like i haven't done enough research but i don't know you know thinking about the mechanism of it i don't think it's a bad thing and the other one was like full steam do it i think it's amazing you know finding something that's naturally going to be that's not going to wear away your enamel but still help give you that cleaner mouth (laughs) like i'm just like Thank yeah,
0: you. I love I love the Sparkle Beauty um toothpaste. That's that's one of my favorites. And my son, he gets so excited. He's like, I want the black one, mommy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm surprised how much my kids liked it too. Oh, he really I thought likes they were it. gonna be like, this is weird.
0: He really likes it. Yeah, because i mean foam. You know, I will say like it's it's just as you said, like kids who already have like a specific idea if they've been using a certain kind of toothpaste for a while, it's gonna, probably gonna take some time to transition them over. Um, well, it's not an intense flavor. We've got some peppermint oil in there, yeah.
1: but it's very subtle. Yeah. I just mean reason. to like
0: non-toxic in general, if they're switching from yes. bubble gum flavored toothpaste, which like baffles me by the way. I um know. And then another brand. So we, we've uh, jumped between Xyla White, uh, which is a now foods product. Uh, and that's a, that's a, a good one to, to use and one that's been working well for us and then we also use the sparkle beauty um charcoal whitening toothpaste and I do notice a big difference in the whiteness Yay. and yeah, I think
1: I love using the powder and <clears> the base.
0: and I think all of this to say like it the the transition to natural and non-toxic can be so frustrating because you swap out and then the result is things that don't work as well and that yeah. can be so frustrating when you're used to something that you like, or you you're used to something working. And so my hope is that we're connecting you with companies and brands that not all, not only we're really excited to support and the efforts that they're doing for, um, having less of an impact on the environment and even maybe improving that and offsetting their effects and, uh, and also are providing safe and healthy products and working hard to educate consumers, um, all of that to say, I really hope that we can help you find options that just work for you right away and you don't have to worry about you know having concessions for the natural products that you're reaching for because I know how frustrating, frustrating that can be especially as the person who does like all the laundry in the house my quest for non-toxic uh, stain remover slash whiteners for our our whites was so frustrating I mean I literally probably threw out the majority of our white clothing in the last like probably two years ago before I found Molly Suds, because I just got so frustrated. I'm like, I can't undo what's been done. These white clothes are not white. They're yellow. (laughs) And I was just, (laughs) I I was at my wits end with it because I just wanted something that worked and that I didn't have to think about. And, you know, and so once I found that company, man, everything has changed as far as just laundry goes. And it sounds so silly, but yeah, stuff adds up. That frustration adds up. And, um, I just really want to say like, I, you're probably feeling if you're new to, to non-toxic, or maybe if you've tackled just like one of these categories, hearing all of these might feel really overwhelming. Please don't feel overwhelmed. You're not alone. This is something that we've all walked in. Genevieve and I have specifically walked in each area of this gradually over time I didn't overnight switch out every single product in my home I couldn't afford to I didn't even know I needed to in so many aspects and so um I just want to encourage you guys like this is such a it's such a journey and it's something that's just really specific to your needs and your family's needs and you just have to do you like you have to do what works for you and try not to have guilt around What you do not know, and you now know. I mean, obviously, once you know, you know, and try to do something about it, and that's great. But so much of this is, it can be so overwhelming. And I think just baby steps, if you're an all or nothing person and you want to go home and switch out all all your stuff, like go for it. That's totally fine if that works for you. But that doesn't work for the majority of most people. So as you run out of things, check into these brands, check into other brands from people that you know, love and trust and um, see what works for you. And if you guys have any other brands that you know and love and use, Please share those with us. We would love yeah. to have Our more Instagram. more resources.
1: Yep. I'm sure there are the companies you found are on Instagram, tag them for us so we can we can find them too. That's what this is all about. Community.
0: Perfection. I love it. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we hope sincerely that you have all of the tools that you need to get started in the new year and feeling healthy and on kind of this non-toxic journey with your family and we are here for you so i want to remind everybody if you have a question for us we have some q a episodes coming up if you have a question you can submit a question either by just sending us a dm on uh, rebel heart radio through instagram anything or anything anything, or you can um, submit questions on our website we've got a form to submit a question it's really easy to do so please hop on there um, share questions with us we would love to hear from you we're going to do a lot more Q&A episodes in the new year
1: thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.
0: Done. Dang, girl. We can talk.